0: may he be bold with your message and may we the listeners be receptive to it soften our hearts that we may take it in open our ears that we may hear god and may it be for your glory in jesus name we pray amen today i have the privilege of introducing a co-captain at our redeemed table i just wanted to stop and say as i was preparing for this I remember the first time I heard Scott Michael speak at Iron Man, he gave his testimony, and it was amazing. It inspired me, just like a lot of the other testimonies you guys have been bold enough to give. It encouraged me to get up and do the same the next time I got up to speak. It's just such a blessing and a gift that you guys give to us when you give your testimony up here because I have a tendency to think, oh, I look at somebody and say, wow, they've got it all together. I've got nothing in common with them. They get up here and they say, stop. Whatever you thought of me, that's not it. That's not the real me. Let me give you the real me. And it is just so encouraging and such a blessing. So thank you for that. That's my long witted thanks for that. More specifically, Scott has had some changes in his family life. He was married six months ago. And uh, yeah, he is now the father of seven kids, was three, now it's seven, ages eight to 21. And they are all living under one roof. What could possibly go wrong? He is a partner in a CPA firm. No engineering experience, he says. He loves Jesus and serving in the body of Christ. You will definitely see that. He is a man of God. He trusts God. He is a deacon at Mosaic. And he also leads a, mission, a missional community of single parents. He asked me to read a Bible passage, and this is from Psalm 24, verses 1 and 2. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. I give you Scott Michael, ladies and gentlemen.
1: All right. Man, it is a pleasure to be up here. I love getting, I know some of the guys that are asked to come up here, it's like, fear and trepidation in a faith walk, and I appreciate all of those of you that do that. To Dave's point, there's nothing more powerful, I believe, than a man sharing his testimony of the brokenness that that God has brought him through. I would much rather be doing that today than telling you about a bunch of science stuff. I'm following an engineer. Josh is a uh, Georgia Tech grad. Dave is an engineer at Lockheed, and I'm just at the wrong table. All right, I'll just tell you that right now. I'm happy to be here. I was listening to I mean, Josh, this thing was amazing. Dave, last week, talking about that aha moment he had in college. Brother, my aha moments were way lower than that. Absolute speed was not part of my aha moments. I was in some crazy classes. I had a freshman English class. I don't even know how this stuff happens, but I was at a state school, and I was a freshman English class. Those of you that are in law enforcement will really appreciate the education that the professors are giving to our kids in school. He said that if we did not have police, we would not have crime. That's it. All right? bunch of, you know, just molding the next generation, you know, with some of these really good... Now, I fortunately was raised strong enough that I responded, I said, if we didn't have firemen, would we not have fires? So, that, that helped, to, I think, sway the class back to some form of centering. But I have smarter clients. I mean, I'm a CPA, I'm an accounting, and uh, I have smart clients. They're all business owners. And I shared that once with one of my clients, and he said, what you should have said was if we didn't have universities, would we not have ignorance? <laughs> I was like, that's a good man. That's thinking at the highest level, right there. So. I'm very blessed. I get to do some really fun stuff with some really good people. And I'm reminded as I'm thinking about engineers and accountants and how they all interact. You know, there was an engineer, a mathematician, and an accountant. They were all asked the question, What's 2 plus 2? And the engineer whips out his slide rule, does all this stuff. Of course, it's more complicated than 2 plus 2, but they came back and it's about 3.99, they felt. And the mathematician, he was pretty straightforward. and He decided I think it's pretty close to 4. And then they asked the accountant, and the accountant pulled the blinds locked the doors and said what do you want it to be right so that's just to give us some framework of who we are in this space now I told you I didn't do a whole lot in college there weren't like a whole lot of wow stuff but one thing that I figured out was I could reduce this whole debate about evolution down to one question where did it come from right I could memorize that phrase where did it come from you know my dad was sharing that he was here last week i love my dad he's a phenomenal man of god as well and, and he was sharing on the way out he's like again police you guys will appreciate this it's like if you go into a, a detective goes into a crime and says yeah there was a gunshot problem solved. Let's go home. (laughs) It's like, that's kind of the beginning of the process, right? Who shot the gun? And so when we hear about the big bang and the four elements, every one of those questions, it was like, "Hmm, where'd that come from? Right? And so we all know that, right? We can all just say, ha ha ha, we're creationists. We get this. We're better. But now, When we bring this back into our own life is where it gets a little less funny, right? Where did that come from? I know in my own life, there's certain talents, certain skills, certain assets, certain relationships where it is really easy. You know, Josh hit on something so critical when he shared, when he had the debate and it came down to a point where the guy says, yeah, that all makes sense. But then Josh said, well, why don't you believe it? is then I would have to obey it. Then it would change my lifestyle. Then it would do this. And so in our own lives, we have that same question. We can talk about science and all the great things. I've watched I've watched the flagellin motor seven different times on YouTube. I just can't get enough of that silly thing. I'm just like, that is amazing. I mean, I'm like, like, I have a minute. I'm like, I think I want to see that thing roll again. I mean, it's pretty cool stuff. You know what I mean? So we can do that and we can externalize everything and we can go on living our life as if everything else else in our life. When you look at your financial statement, when you look at your, the relationships, they've mentioned it to me. And I'm like, oh, that is going to ruin my whole talk. I know that because in, in the message, we're not allowed to talk about the message, you know, it's kind of like the comic book of Bibles, but it is some nice parts of the message where it talks about like the Beatitudes, right? Where in, in there it says, blessed are those when you've lost that, what you believe is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. And I will tell you, that was my story for sure. I mean, I had, if, if I was sitting in a room six years ago and people asked, which is the assets, which are the things in your life, which resources, relationships or other, would you not give up? My wife would have been on the top of that list, right? And I think many of us can do it. And brother, going through a season where that is taken away and the brokenness and the crying and the waking up at three in the morning and just with trepidation, mm. Y'all have been there, right? You wake up and you're just praying, please God, let that clock be close to 6 o'clock because you know you're not going back to sleep. And you look over there and you see that thing's at 3 o'clock again for like the 50th night in a row. And you just sit there and you're just wondering, have I lost my influence with my boys? They love that woman more than anybody too. And have I lost... And all those things that just tear up your heart. And brothers, I was given the best advice. In that season, one man spoke into my life an amazing gift, and he said, Scott, you need to listen to worship music. 24 7. 24 7 He said, anxiety and worship cannot coexist. And brother, I went and took something that the enemy meant for evil, and that just robbing me of sleep, robbing me of this, and I turned the praise be to God through, through people he put in my life into two and three hour praise services. And man, if you ever go through, and by the way, anybody in here has not gone through that, I'd be really surprised, right? If you haven't, you will. And when you do, brother, pray that, it, just put that worship into your life so again the question is where did that come from right when we think that we're the ones that got it it took me four years in that season what happened was i went for four years i would go to the same pastoral counselor and he would just hit me with his spiritual two by four it was the worst experience of my life like literally every week i would go and i'd be like just tell me what to do i'll do anything just tell me and um and in that season i learned to go from being this, and it changed my life. And the thing was, is up until that time, I understood selfish and selfless, and I end, but I did not understand. You can be selfless in the flesh just as easily as selfish in the flesh because for those of us that are logistical and we plan and we maneuver and stuff, we learn at a pretty early age, if we put ourselves at the bottom of that priority list, everybody will kind of jive with it, right? So it's not necessarily a thing that we're being selfless. We like control. And if we figure out a way to get what we want and put ourselves at the bottom of that priority list, we'll have control. And that is from the devil. All right? There's no other way to say it. And so to be selfless in the spirit and just put those palms up. And again, what this comes back to is where did it come from? Everything in our life, every talent, every relationship, every gift, every hardship. Where did it come from? We believe that the Bible teaches us that God is sovereign. God is, man, Michael W. Smith's song, um, Sovereign Over Us, that was my, this is what's so funny about that season, when he told me to go and listen to worship 24-7, I didn't have Spotify, I didn't have Apple Music, I'm not even cool enough to have an Apple phone, I have an Android, I mean, it's just not in my DNA to listen to anything musical, I went to a guy in my office who listened to like 1970s Maranatha Choir singer stuff, I'm like, dude, I need one of your CDs, I grabbed that CD, I put it in my truck, and I Put it I found one song that was half these and I put it on eternal loop. I'm a CPA. I don't require a lot of variety. I mean, I'm I'm a great husband, you know? I mean, I could eat the same thing day after day. So, I'd put that thing and I would just listen to it. Now, my kids, I you'll never hear that song cuz it's so antiquated. But if praise God, because if you they did, they would go straight into a PTSD episode. I mean, it's not good how much I listen to that song. I say that to say I didn't have the resources the knowledge. It was not part of my DNA, but God spoke through that season in my life. The other thing that he told me, and I thought he was going to tell me to read the first John, second John, all the love books and all that stuff. He told me to read Romans. <laughs> he picked up from my temperament. He said, you need to read it as slow as you can. And so I would pull in front of water, which is easy to find because we live on a sandbar. I would pull into the water uh, in front, not in the water. That was, that was a different phase of life, which was very hard too. No, I'd pull up to the water and I would read through Romans. And I had read through, I went to a Christian college. I went, like, I've read Romans a lot. In that broken space, I'm reading through Romans 1 and Romans 2. This is not your parade. This is God's. And I am gasping for breath at the reality of God coming and just changing my world and Guys, that's my message to you. It's it's not very scientific, but brother, think through where did it come from? Because that same reality that is true in the science space is true in our own space. Because whether it's our finances, our relationships, or whatever else, so many times we are just wanting to hold on to those. And if we can acknowledge the reality, those are from God. He will secure that which he is secure. And more important than anything else is your soul's relationship with him. And he knows which things are impeding that dynamic.